Hello, and welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me, the podcast where I find out that Donald Trump is being subpoenaed via a Destiel meme on Twitter. I'm your host, Tessa Cheshire, and today we are talking about everyone's favorite 15-season-long fever dream, Supernatural. Um, I have a very special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Berkeley, otherwise known as Icarus Pendragon, all over the internet. So, Berkeley talks about Supernatural a lot on TikTok. And do you want to talk a little bit about how you got started with doing all of that? Uh, Yeah, so like the beginning of September last year, it's like I made a silly little joke. I think I was like talking about how I faked my death that one time that like kind of sent me viral. And then towards the end of September, I made a joke about explaining the Omegaverse to my mom, and somebody was like, okay, well, can you explain it? And I was like, yeah, why not? Like, what's the worst that'll happen? And now I'm sitting here. This isn't the worst that'll happen, but, like, other things <laughs> have happened since then. Um, so, yeah, that video got, like, 2 million views, and I was like, okay, let me just run with this. This is kind of fun, me explaining, like, fandom and fanfic things, like, oh, neat and I think in the span of like two days I got 27,000 followers and in the span of a month I got 75,000 followers and it's just it's kept on going since then uh it's absolutely bonkers and so now I just talk about questionable things pertaining to fanfic on the internet for hundreds of thousands of strangers hey someone's got to do it and it's me apparently listen you are stronger than I am um, do you, would you like to briefly explain what the Omegaverse is for people who don't know? Okay, so it started in like 2010, 2011. I can't ever, there's like no definitive sourcing on when it actually started. But it did start because somebody wanted Jensen Ackles to experience misogyny. Um, <laughs> it's essentially, it's taking canine like attributes and then giving them to people. So like a, a heat instead of like, you know, uh, what is it called in people? Oh, this is so embarrassing. Um, when you're ovulating, right? <laughs> I don't like that I couldn't remember. Um, so yeah, just just things of that nature and giving it to people. Uh, and folks go bonkers over it. There's lots of different variations. There's impreg. It's honestly anything you could ever want and uh, several things you could never want. Yeah. I one time said to a friend, maybe it's a good thing we never got Canon Destiel because knowing that show, they would have given us Canon Empreg. They already did. I mean, they did. Yeah. They did. <laughs> it happened again. It would, they would have once again given us Canon Empreg. <laughs> but in a different way. Yeah, in a, uh, I wouldn't say worse way, but like, in a way... God, that show was so TV, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's back, technically. It is. I've been keeping up with that uh, yeah. a whole bunch. What do you think? Um, I'm really enjoying it so far. It's, like, got all the campy elements of later seasons. Uh, I've never seen Riverdale, but I feel like it also has, like, a Riverdale vibe. That's what, what I've heard. I've seen on Tumblr about Riverdale. But it's, like, I'm enjoying it more than I thought that I would, uh... I'm a really big fan of all the characters and, like, the found family they have going on already. Two episodes in. Yeah. I will admit, I love Meg Donnelly. Yeah, I love uh, so I, Mary Winchester. I would have watched the show just for her. But I also love the characters and I love Supernatural. Um, I'm, like, I'm a newer fan of the show. I started watching. I'm a sophomore in college right now. I started watching my freshman mm-hmm. year. Um, because I needed something to watch while I was doing my homework. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what to watch. I was trying to find something that was already done so I wouldn't have to wait for new episodes. And I was like, that's a lot of episodes. That'll be good. And here I am. Yeah, it'll get you. It got me. I <laughs> like flash forward like a couple months later to watching the mid-season finale, I think it was, of season five when Joe and Ellen die. I'm sitting in the corner of the dorm common room in the dark. My friends are with me, and I'm fully sobbing. 
And there are other people in the dorm common room, not just my friends, because other people live in the dorms. Other people use those common spaces. I don't live in the dorms anymore, but I did while I was watching Supernatural. Um, and then I like laid on the floor after the episode, and then I called my mom. Yeah, and uh, I remember on my rewatch, my most recent one, because I've rewatched it so many times, but on my most recent one, that one hit me really, really hard. I was like, I don't remember it being this sad, but also it's like one of those things that I don't remember anything about the show until I watch it again, and then it like smacks me in the face. Yeah. And I, well, I went to um, Denver Con, and Samantha Ferris was there, and she talked about that scene, and I was mm-hmm. in line to ask a question. And so I was right there. I was like, this is too much for me. I can't handle this. And I also, um, Gabriel's deaths really get me. He's yeah. one of my favorites. Uh, and so then I watched, I finished the show in August of this year. Um, and I have a video of myself watching. I'd seen the confession scene because I was on, I knew what was going to happen. I knew how the show ended mm-hmm. because I'm yeah. very much online. And so if you were online in November of 2020, you knew what was happening <laughs> in Supernatural. So it I knew. It matter if you were in the fandom or not, you knew. You knew. I had, I, I really, I didn't even know like anything about, they knew it was about these brothers and they have an angel who one of them is in love with. And that's like all I knew. And then everyone was like, oh my gosh, Destiel is canon. And it's the election and it was a crazy day. So I knew how it ended. Um, And I'd seen bits of the confession scene before I ever watched the show, but still watching it for the first time with all of the context, I have a video of me just fully sobbing. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. I think it's important to note, a lot of people don't know this, and I... It's like, whatever. I haven't finished the show. The highest I've seen is, like, season 10. Because that that's what was airing in 2015, and that's when I, like, stopped watching because I was like, okay, I'm going to college now. I have to be, you know, not this person anymore. You see where that landed me. Um, yeah. But I haven't made it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I just started season 8 on my rewatch, like, my official rewatch. So I don't, I don't know if I'm going to touch season 15. I've heard that there are, like, a lot of really good moments. I may just watch until like the last two episodes and then simply not watch those because if I don't see it, it's not real and it can't hurt me. Yeah, I, I'm i like very much the kind of person where I have to see it through. If I start a show, it doesn't matter if it gets bad. I watched like every season of Glee several times. I th- See, the way that you were about Supernatural, I was about Glee. When I left for college a year ago, I was like, I'm not going to talk about Glee. It's not going to be a thing. I'm going to stop being a Gleek. The Glee cast was my top artist on Spotify. I had people in my one of my classes last semester walking up to me. I'm a theater major, by the way. That's, I feel like, important context. Walk up to me after class. We were working on different group projects. One of the other groups walks up to me and we're like, Tessa, we need a song from Glee to use in the play we're writing. I was like, well, I have failed on my mission to not be the resident Gleek of the SUU theater department. But... It is what it is. Um, it is what it is. Fandom, oh, also, cringe culture is dead. It is. Like what you like. Enjoy Glee. Exactly. Say you like Glee with your whole chest. And Glee the worst that'll happen? is, I think the people that think Glee is like genuinely awful, which it has its moments of being really awful, but I think people just don't get it. I think they're taking it too uh, seriously. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I've seen, I thought I started rewatching it at the beginning of the pandemic, me and my husband, he wasn't my husband at the time, but he is now, um, I, I was like, I had some context for it, he had no context for it, because I did marry a normie, um, mm. like, affectionate, but, I mean, he's a car boy, you know, he has tools, he was an Eagle Scout, like, it, but not exactly opposites, but we're not very similar in a lot of regards, um, and so I was like, yeah, this is so funny, it's camp, and he was like, is this, like, I don't, I don't get this. And I was like, it's because you didn't grow up with TV. Like, yeah. you just, just keep on watching and you'll kind of understand it eventually. I watched it with my sister during the pandemic. And she, I mean, we grew up together. We watched a lot of the same shows growing up, but she never really engaged in fandom and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So she was watching Glee and was like, what is happening? I, she was not processing like any of it. And I was like, this is normal. This is fine. This is what happens. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is just casual. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of Glee and Supernatural, Darren Chris and Jensen Ackles and Harry Shum Jr. and Meg Donnelly are going to be in that movie. That's like the ultimate crossover event for me. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Darren Chris live twice. Oh my god. I went to Star Kid Homecoming in 2019 and I saw him on Broadway this summer. Okay. Um I did a photo op with Jensen Ackles at Denver Con. Now they're gonna be <laughs> in Con, something together. Well, I swear Harry Shum Jr. is like my favorite actor of all time. I think he's so talented. I've watched like everything he's been in. I think he was so underutilized in Glee. I, I met him. I spent like $100 to do a two-minute Zoom call with him over Thanksgiving, my Thanksgiving break last year. I was supposed to fly back to school on like the Sunday that the convention was happening, and I changed my flight to Saturday so that I could do the convention, <laughs> um, and it was worth it. And I have said, I'm sure, oh, I, I would love it if Harry Shum Jr. and Jensen Ackles were in something together, and here we are. Back to Supernatural. Back to Supernatural, And yeah. Dean and Cass. Oh my god. I think oh, a really common debate that I f- confuses me that is a debate in okay. the Supernatural fandom is, is it a queer bait? Okay. Uh, I'm of the camp that it is both a queer bait and barrier gaze. Yep. Because for so long literally so long like it just they, they played on that because like that's what a queer bait is and like the official like licensed merch i mean like you get there are so many examples of them doing that and then for like you get canonically gay cast or canonically queer cast for all of like what 45 seconds and then he's gone that's yeah. not that's not queer representation that's homophobia actually yep. i think yes absolutely yeah so, I mean, they, God, and there was still the debate because it was, like, never explicitly stated in canon that it was you know, romantic in nature. And so there's a whole bunch of people that are like, no, it was just, like, that was brotherly. Like, that was, that wasn't queer, whatever. But I've, like, been in the same room as Misha Collins when he was like, yeah, no, it was, it was gay. Yeah. Like, I, multiple, I don't want to be like, it has been multiple times. It has been. I witnessed it in Denver. I was... I, I, this is one of the most devastating things that happened to me. I won the drawing to ask a question at Misha's panel, and then he ran out of time. Like, I was one person away from the front of the line. Ugh. But I was, like, right there, and he was like, yeah, it's a romantic confession. Yeah, um, I was in a, in a meet and greet in D.C., and somebody asked about, they were, like, they were, like, tiptoeing around the question. They were, like, so when Cass says his thing to Dean, and Misha was like, yeah, that uh, queer confession, confession of love continue <laughs> it said something yeah. similar like in orlando i was on stage i think i can't remember actually it's such a blur because i've been to two this year and i'm going to the one in nashville in december because like i said i'm sick in the head but like so many times i've heard him be like yeah it's it's queer but i don't get is like why people at conventions especially will ask people who had nothing to do with that scene and those people like that don't have anything to do with that scene are Anyone other than uh, Misha or Jensen? Somebody asked Jim Beaver like earlier this year. The only other person that you could maybe ask would be Richard Spate because he directed it. Like you could ask him. But But Jim Beaver? Yeah. I think the thing that I've heard someone, I don't remember who, but someone like that I talked to in person about the show. Being like, well, it wasn't. It's not a queer bait because they it, it they made it, it because it's a barrier gaze. But they're not mutually exclusive. You can the, have both. The the making cast canonically queer and then sending him to the empty does not negate the twelve years of queer baiting that they did. Does not yeah, negate yeah, the fact that they said Destiel on the show. The fan fiction episode. Yeah. Oh, I'm in their walls. No, because, like, God, I, I don't know. God, they just, they make me so sick. What is it with that show and, like, not letting gay people exist? I don't know. Well, even if you go back to, like, season two with the special children, one of the special children was, like, she was a lesbian and she accidentally killed her girlfriend. And then she (sighs) dies. 
Yeah, yeah. Which is why I was, like, watching the Winchesters, I was immediately so worried for Carlos, but then, like, within the first 30 minutes, he was, like, confirmed queer. He as in, like, the character, not they as in JoJo the Yes, actor. yes, yes. Um, but, like, for Carlos to be confirmed queer, I was like, Supernatural never prepared me for this. No, it was like, so... Explicitly stated. Yeah. Main character. I think <laughs> that good. the change in leadership of who's running the show has probably a big hand in the fact that we now have a canon queer character within the first, like, 20 minutes of an episode of The Winchesters. Yeah, who they have um, talked about. Seeing executive uh, producer Jensen Ackles. Yeah. Can Jensen Ackles finally beating the homophobia allegations. <laughs> For now. For now. <laughs> Affectionate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I do think the homophobic Jensen Ackles meme is kind of funny. It is, it is kind of funny. It's kind of funny. If he releases the tapes, I'll forget everything. Exactly. Um... <laughs> The other thing I'm really interested to get your thoughts on. So you're Catholic. Yes. I am also Catholic. Worm. I. <laughs> Peace be with you. And also with you. With your spirit. <laughs> I was raised Catholic, so they changed it when I was like, I don't remember how old I was. They changed some of the words. So some of the old mm-hmm. ones are still in my head. I was an altar server. A worm. All through when the pandemic shut, like, church down, and then I was going to college. Um, but anyways. I'm very interested in your thoughts on the dichotomy of being religious and being a Supernatural fan because that show plays very fast and loose with religion and with Catholicism. And I remember I've watched episodes like in the presence of my very, very Catholic parents and they'll be like, God is is evil. God is the bad guy. What are you talking about? God has a sister. What are you talking about? (laughs) I... I'm the type of person that, like, sees religious imagery in everything, but more, th- more like, through a literary standpoint. Like, I am currently, oh, this is so, so of me, you know? I'm writing uh, this, like, Dean as a Christ figure manifesto because I, it, like, hit me the other day. I was like, everybody talks about Dean being Lazarus, obviously, with Lazarus rising, him, you know, dying and being buried for four months and then coming back to life, yada, yada. But if you think about that, like you, did, like his his death being a sacrifice, also him dying on Sam's twenty fifth birthday, but his last full day on earth being a Thursday, so he died on a Friday. Who else died on a Friday? Good Friday, dare I say, it's Jesus. So him dying to bring back his word, like essentially absolve Sam of his his sins, what and whatnot, making him Friday's sacrificial lamb. He too was, you know, he, he died. He was buried and he rose again in accordance not with the scripture, but with the prophecy. What, what do you want me to do? Not see him as a Christ figure? It's rattling around in my brain so bad, actually. And so now I'm like looking for very specific examples in the show where I'm like, yeah, this could be him. This is him as a Christ figure. I had not thought about him that way, but when you say it, I absolutely see it. And I also, every time in like my English classes in high school, they'd be like, look for the religious imagery in this. I was always the person who was like, I found it. I see it's it. Right there. Because I like was raised Catholic. Baptized as a baby, did all of the, like, religious education, confirmation, like, every, like, everything. My mom taught religious ed. My dad worked with, like, the high school youth groups. My godfather is a deacon. Um, Very, very Catholic upbringing. My sister's ex-boyfriend broke up with her to become a priest. He has since uh, discerned out of the seminary and moved to Europe to be an artist, um, but very, yeah, very, also tracks. yeah, very in the Catholic <laughs> faith. Um, so when I was watching Supernatural, I had like kind of weird Catholic guilt moments of, should I, should I be watching this as a Catholic? Um, is this allowed? Is this, is this allowed? Here's the thing. My parents know I watch Supernatural, like I went to the convention. I had to fly from Utah to Denver to go to that convention. They know. I watched it at their house over, like, winter break and over the summer when I was home. I'm, I don't plan on telling my godfather, who's a deacon. He doesn't need to know. It's on a need-to-know basis, and he does not need to know. Absolutely. 
I think I have a slightly different experience with it because I first watched it in like 2013 when I was in like my really edgy, like agnostic phase that we all have. It's like, you know, that age, I thought I had to be like 15, 16, something like that. And I was super edgy. Um, and then I converted to Catholicism, which is unusual uh, for a lot of people, especially because, like, I didn't do it. I know people will do it, like, when they get married or whatever. And that wasn't me. I just happened to find somebody who was Catholic, you know. So that's a bonus. But so I have a, a different um, – I think I have a slightly different relationship with Catholicism in general than a lot of people because I did convert. And also uh, watching it, like – or, yeah, just viewing the show through the lens of Catholicism specifically, I do think I have a, just a different relationship with it in general. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they, they play fast and loose with the Bible. I mean, oh, they yeah. Just do what they want. All, all religions that they, uh, you know, pick from in the show, yeah. actually, fast and loose with all of them. Yeah, because Supernatural doesn't just look at the, the Bible. They look at tons of different belief systems mm-hmm. and lore from different cultures and they take uh, creative liberties. Sure do. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the big thing just that I watching was weird for me was the whole Chuck storyline because I, and I, I think also a big part of that is I think I have probably a very different relationship with Catholicism than you do being raised in it. Um, but I, I had that guilt of like watching something where God is the villain because that's not what we're, what I was taught to believe when I was a kid. Yeah, I actually haven't gotten to that. Like I know because I've been reading, it's crazy how you can end the show so poorly that somebody who hasn't even seen the 15th season reads, uh, fix it, fix for that season. Um, I yeah, did the same so thing. I, I've been reading so many of those. So I'm like familiar with the storyline, but I'm familiar with it through the lens of Fanon, which I think is really interesting because like I said, I'm up to season eight on my rewatch. I only ever got to season 10. And so like Amara, Jack, like the whole Chuck thing, uh, Donna, all of those characters, I only know them through fanfic. Yeah, oh, because Donna's introduced, she's introduced in season nine. I just, I'm watching it with one of my friends, because it's her first time now, um, and we just got to Donna's first mm-hmm. episode. Um, but, yeah, I, I, for some reason, didn't even process that you haven't seen Jack. Because I, well, I, I... Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, like... <laughs> I, I saw a lot of the fanon um, when I, because... Even before I started watching from season one in, like, December of last year, I am online so much that I would see stuff about the show. And it would, like, I'm in so many other fandom spaces that, like, Supernatural videos would pop up in my YouTube recommended um, well before I ever watched it. Now it's all over my YouTube recommended. But (laughs) before I watched, I would get, like, oh, Jack Klein being adorable for five minutes. And I'd be like, who is Jack Klein? Yeah, it was, like, literally a couple of days ago when I finally figured out, like, what the whole, like, adopted son thing actually was. I, like, I was, like, is he actually adopted or, like, what's going on? Because, like, I had, like, the bits and pieces. I didn't know the actual, like, storyline. Well, I think I went to read Cass's wiki for something. I don't know, like, research for a fic, probably. Um, but I was, like, okay, yeah, that, that makes a little more sense. But literally, that was, like, a couple of days ago. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, I've, I've been in a... Al Cal's panel, I think, was it? No, he wasn't in D.C., I don't think. No, he was. I don't know. I don't think I sat in his panel, though. I think that was Orlando where I was. But the words, you know, I was like, okay, I, like, know of you through gift sets and fanfic, which is really, really interesting. I don't know if I ever want to, like, actually officially meet him because I do like this whole, like, fan and jack that i've built up in my head i saw a lot of fan and jack before i got to the end of season 12 when he's first introduced but i love canon jack he's probably one of my favorite canon characters i love him a lot he's he's great um there is definitely a big difference between fan and jack and canon jack but i i really like them both 
Yeah, that's what somebody was telling me the other day because I, I think I've like revealed on Twitter or something because I am firmly in the trenches of supernatural stand Twitter, which is surely a sentence I get to say. Um, and I think I'd like revealed that I hadn't seen all the show. And Tony was like, "Well, you don't know Jack," and I was like, "Oh, I know the fanfic." And I'm like, "He's so much different." So yeah, you can eat it with me. I don't. Well, Sorry. I've seen a lot of fanon and fanfics where Jack is actually a baby. Yeah, I've seen a few of those. Most of them, though, is like he's God or he's like, I don't want to do this. And then absolves his powers or like gives it to Amara or something. But like, I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> I just briefly mention and I just gloss over it. I'm like, okay, it's not fiction. Who cares? You'll get there. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. It's fine. I, I finished the show in August right before I left to come back to school. So I haven't really had a chance to rewatch it because at school I'm doing like a million and one things because I'm a college student and I have a job and I am a theater major. So I have to do stuff in the theater department. I I have like no free time, but I really, I'm definitely going to rewatch it. (laughs) Um, And I'm probably, I feel like I'm going to pick up on things that I did not the first time. Yeah, that foreshadowing is there. Also, I think it's really interesting to see, like, the unintentional things that they do because I would love to give them some credit, but there's not a lot of, like, that, like, far-ahead planning. Sometimes they just, like, accidentally stumble into things. Um, but Well, and I'm confused by the timeline of Supernatural because, like, oh, yeah. between seasons five and six, it's supposedly been a year. And then right. also between seven and eight, Dean's been in purgatory for a year. Yeah. But then later on, so theoretically, that should be two years that they have jumped forward. But then in like, I don't remember, but there's a season where they like specifically reference it being, you know, 2020 or whatever year. I don't know. They specifically reference it being 2016. But based on the way the timeline has worked, it should be like 2018 <laughs> by now. Because yeah, Dean was a purgatory. I, I was about this the other day because I was watching Naturally Lazarus Rising and like trying to pay attention, like just like watching the episode. So Dean wakes up, claws his way out of the grave in Pontiac, Illinois. It's daylight outside, and then he makes the drive to Bobby's in Sioux Falls from Pontiac to Sioux Falls. Because I did look it up. I will look it. I looked it up. It's like nine hours, and it's daylight when he gets to Bobby's. And, like, I get that it's September, so it's, like, the days are a wee bit longer, but I don't think they're that long. No. Unless he woke up, like, early in the morning, but even then, that's not what the light looked like. No. And and he, um, you know, they go drive back to, to Pontiac to get to Sam. It's dark when they do that, so is it, like, early next morning or what? Because then they leave the hotel and go to Pamela's, and it's light again. For a show that has so many scenes that happen at night and in the dark, they did not pay attention to that in Lazarus Rising. They absolutely did not. And then, like, they go to the diner, and it's, like, still daylight out, uh, and they're talking about how, like, Pam is stable in an ICU. uh, And then... There's the whole, like, Sam going back to the diner to, like, have the showdown with the demons and meet up with Ruby. And then there's, like, Dean and Bobby talking about summoning Cass. And then they go to the barn. And all of this is happening at night. And so you would think that, like, at least two days have passed. Maybe It feels like it should be longer. But then they, like, summon Cass or whatever. And it's the next day. I'm talking, this is, like, episode two, right? season four next day they uh are arguing about the existence of angels they find out about the the rising of the witnesses for the seals they go and they like fight all that i think you would think that that's like a couple of days but then at the end of the episode Cass shows up and dean's talking about you know how like lucifer isn't real and Cass says well three days ago you didn't think i was real brother like what is this timeline what do you mean three days ago how do they fit all of that shit into th- i'm sorry how do they fit all of that into three days it, it irritates me so bad not like really but i've been spending obviously a lot of time thinking about that for no good reason <laughs> yeah it's the other continuity error that really gets me is 
Christine having canonically a biological daughter who Sam kills and is never mentioned again. You cannot tell me that Dean Winchester, who's like, let's face it, his main desire in life is to be a male wife. Like, you cannot tell me that he would have a biological child who is, you see in the episode, is hesitant to kill him. And he wants to give a chance to, and who he, when Sam says, oh, she wasn't really yours, says, actually, she was really. You cannot tell me he's never going to mention her again. And like, also, and like when he has Cass wipe the memories of Lisa and, and Ben. Yeah. What does that do? Because do everyone else in their lives. Them? Yeah. One. Dean still knows them, so demons can still use them as leverage, except in this scenario, Lisa and Ben are going to have no idea what the fuck is going on. And two, everyone that he he lived with them. He knew people in the community. Lisa and Ben are going to go home, and people are going to be like, oh, have you heard from Dean recently? How's Dean doing? And they're going to be like, who's Dean? God, the show. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. It absolutely does not. God, Eric Kripke, I'm in your walls. <laughs> uh, the other thing, Eric Kripke, when I don't know how, have you watched The Boys? No, but okay. I, I've seen he, like, he the comparisons. Had, well, he had this, no, he had this interview where he was talking about, oh, we didn't want to, I didn't want to be the guy that kills the queer character because there was a queer character who people thought they were going to kill, but they don't. And he was like, I didn't want to be the guy who kills the queer character. And I was like, Eric Kripke creator of supernatural what what did you do for like the five seasons that you were the showrunner and then for the 10 seasons after like did you not still because it still said created by eric kripke so like did you not still have at least a little input it said executive consultant eric kripke okay no comment okay sir sure (laughs) sure (laughs) Sure, Jan. Yeah, real nice. Oh, God. There's, I mean, we could talk about plot holes in Supernatural for, that's a whole other episode of a podcast. That's an entire podcast in and of itself. Yeah. Multiple seasons. Go through each episode and point out all of the inconsistencies. Like, let's, and obviously I know that this one is just because, like, obviously between season two, when, when John dies and when Jeffrey Morgan is in an episode in season 14 he has aged those 14 years but it's crazy that when they bring John who supposedly like because John is in an episode in season 14 and he looks significantly older than John ever was when he was alive and obviously that's because Jeffrey Dean Morgan aged but like really you didn't want to try and fix that a little bit? You're not like, going to... You aged him up for the earlier seasons when he's their dad. You couldn't, like, age him down a little bit? I know that technology <laughs> exists. We have CGI, even, like, on that budget, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like the budget probably got a little better. It wasn't like, oh, gosh, I know everybody hates this episode, Bugs, from season one. <sighs> but, like, I don't mind it, actually. Um I don't want. There, there are. Let's, I have other issues with that episode that aren't the bugs. I'm um, just really bad with bugs. Ugh. But like you know, <laughs> that scene like towards the end where they're in the attic, and like all the bees come in. They used real bees for that, and then they didn't show up on camera, so they had to CGI yep. them in anyway. Yep. I feel those poor men, those poor men went through so much on all of the years of this show. Like, Jensen Ackles actually having to crawl out of the dirt. Well, he wanted to do that, did he not? Because, like, he was a big fan of doing all of his own stuff. I know, but still, it just does not sound fun. Or Misha Collins filming Leviathan cast while he was, like, violently ill. Yeah, I found that out the other, not like the other day, it was like a couple of weeks ago, I watched his panel talking about it, because I think I saw something about it on Twitter, and I was like, oh my, like, no wonder you look so, like, you, it's very convincing act, acting, because you're literally sick, like, yeah. violently ill. That he said, like, Jensen had to have them call it, because yeah. he was, like, going to push through it, and Jensen was like, we have to stop. Yeah, God, I love him, I love them. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Uh, there's something about 
like and i'm not like an rpf shipper by any means but like their friendship means a lot their friendship me. yeah like the way that that like translates onto the screen with Destia, who it makes me like want to eat sand yeah they have really good chemistry like, like ungodly I, chemistry it makes no sense i don't understand I, <laughs> well and like I, like those two men perplex me when i yeah. i i think i had this so i went to the denver convention with a friend and we actually met in person for the first time for the convention and we stayed at my sister's apartment it was very fun um and we did we like split the cost of the photo ops because we're college students those are expensive yeah. um and so, well, we were going to do Kim and Brianna, but then Kim had to cancel, so we did Ruth and Rob instead, which was lovely. But mm-hmm. Misha, so we had to redo our Misha and our Jensen ops because of our glasses. But we went up to do our second one with Misha, and he was like, hold on, give me a second. And he was, like, rummaging around in his pocket. We were like, what is going on? And he pulls out his AirPods and throws them at a creation employee. And then later at his panel, tells a story about dropping his AirPods in a urinal and running them through the washing machine. I was like, so he just has no care for his AirPods. I don't know. Because I witnessed him throwing them across the room. (laughs) At that pay rate, I don't think, I think you can, you know. He can buy a new pair. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jensen. When we had to go again, he was like, oh, one more try, one more try. But when we went up for the initial one, he was like, how are you girls doing? And I was like, I got misgendered by Jen Snackles. <laughs> it is an honor to be misgendered by Jen Snackles. God, I have to, like, I have a photo op with him. And then, you know, me also, like, me and my friend Christina, this is for NashCon, split a, a uh, Genemish op. Mm. And the thing, though, is that, like, when I first saw Jensen Ackles in person, like, it wasn't even, like, doing a panel or a photo op or anything. It was back in June at uh, Supernatural Orlando, and he walks in the room with Jared, which I will be honest, I don't much care for Jared Padalecki. Neither do I. I. Okay, fantastic. Um, (laughs) But, like, Jensen walks in the room. And like knee jerk re- and like I see him from across the room. My knee jerk reaction, I giggled <laughs> like involuntarily, just a, a little giggle. Which like, and my husband was immediately like, "How is how is he real? How is that a real man?" We um something about him. We saw him for the first time in line for the photo op, and he was the last photo op we did. And you can see them kind of ahead of you doing the other photo ops when you're in the line, at least the way they had it set up Mm -hmm. in Denver. And, like, when we saw Ruth and Rob, we were like, we kind of giggled. We got excited. And Misha was the same. And we saw Jensen, and my friend Catherine goes, oh, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) And we were like, the people behind us started laughing. I will, like, somebody will, like, I have a little group chat with, like, all my supernatural, like, fandom girlies. Um... And every once in a while, they'll, like, send a picture of Jensen, and that's the immediate reaction. Just looking at a picture of him, we'll be like, oh, fuck off. Like, oh, I hate him. Like, it... Because, you know, like, I had that whole thing with Misha Collins. Yes. Um, Leading up to me going to Supernatural Orlando, and I was, like, waiting for the meet and greet, because for whatever reason... I, I was not prepared for this in the slightest. Um, The meet and greet was the very first thing I did at the convention. Oh. It was a 45-minute... 10 person meet and greet. And I was like, there's so much writing on this. Like for me personally, the internet is watching and I have to deliver. And so I was like, I was so, so anxious waiting for him to come in because he was late too. Like, God bless him. He'd flown in from like Fiji or something the night before and he was a little jet lag, whatever. Um, and so I'm sitting there and like, leg is bouncing, right? Because I'm one of those girlies. Oh, yeah. And I'm like about to vibrate out of my skin. And then the door opens and he walks in and I'm immediately like, oh, that's just some dude. Like, that's just some guy. And like, I'm, I was fine. Yeah. Perfectly fine after that. But that, but like Jensen, I don't know what I'm supposed to do in December because I have two photo ops with him. He doesn't feel like a real person. I might, um, they're coming to Vegas in January and I live like, two hours from Vegas so I might do it I if do I it. if I have enough money because being a college student is really expensive um and I'm seeing Lizzo next month so I'm spending money on that I'm um, just coming to Salt Lake so I'm gonna drive up uh but I will probably do another one I'm like 
that's not a real person. And he's um, filming Big Sky right now in Albuquerque. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm from mm-hmm. Albuquerque. That's my hometown. Um, and so I was there up until like the end of August. And he was there. And I was like, this is so weird. I didn't even see him. I was like, this isn't, he's not in the same city as me. That's not right. Or I went home recently for my fall break. And I was like, this is weird. And like, I was watching an episode of Big Sky and I was like, why is Jensen Ackles at the rail yards? <laughs> what is he doing there? Somebody, somebody that follows me on Instagram DM'd me like around that time when they were filming and they were like, Jensen Ackles just walked into my work because they're filming Big Sky. I want to be able to like tell you about this so bad, but like I can't take pictures or anything, but just know that he's here right now and he's real. That tickled me so much. It's like people, I love it when people do this stuff like that. Like yeah. I'll get DM requests and I'll open it up and it's just like some sort of supernatural meme. Just people like seeing that, I guess, and thinking of me and sending it to me. It's very, very sweet. Warms the little cockles of my heart. My dad always jokes that he's going to drive around Albuquerque and look for Jensen Ackles for me now that he's filming there. Because I'm not there. I'm here. I'm in Utah. Um, and my dad, my dad's like, I'll just, I'll go find him for you. <laughs> my like 57 year old dad is like, I'll drive around Albuquerque and find Jensen Ackles for you. No problem. I was like, I did not ask you to do that. Don't do that. That was That's so. Cute, fan behavior (laughs) Uh, but it was so weird I was watching it well I've had a lot of stuff films in Albuquerque because Netflix headquarters Mm -hmm. is there now so like Stranger Things filmed at my high school which was really weird to watch but I have had that experience with several things watching it being like why is this a place that I know why is Jensen Ackles at the rail yards farmer's market in Albuquerque (laughs) Why is Noah Schnapp running out of the gymnasium building at my high school? <laughs> um, do you have any final thoughts about Destiel and Supernatural and queer baiting? Uh, final thoughts, Destiel. They consistently make me want to, as aforementioned, eat a pound of sand, but specifically with a fork. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate them. They're my everything. They're disgusting. I have them tattooed on my body a couple of different times in various places, right? I, God, they're the worst in my everything. Yes. Um, Supernatural, the best worst thing that's ever happened to me. It is a queer bait. I will die on that hill. You can argue with me if you want. Just know that I'm not gonna believe whatever you have to say. I feel like it's right there. It's I don't. I genuinely, even if you don't like, I have a friend uh, who doesn't ship them personally, but she's like, but they're absolutely undeniably a queer bait. Thank you. Like, and I'm like, you can ship what you want. Like, it doesn't hurt me that you don't ship them. It's you know you're. It's your prerogative. As long as you're not mm-hmm. shipping incest, I don't care. Um, <laughs> like, she just doesn't ship have any romantic ships in the show. Because she doesn't think that's what it's about. Which is totally fair. But Fine. she's like, but it's undeniably queerbait. But they did my main cast. That is, it's, they did him so dirty. They did him so dirty. Well, that's, Castiel, I'm I very curious you. if you can guess who my favorite is. Am I, do you think I'm Dean girl, cast girl, Sam girl? What do you, what vibe are you getting? I'm going to say, based on the fact that you haven't mentioned Sam Winchester at all, I'm going <gasps> to say you're probably not a Sam girl. I'm not, but I do love him. Yeah, I. I just am not a fan of Jared, which kind of ruins the Sam experience for me a little bit. The fan and Sam slaps. Love fan and Sam. Love like seasons one through six ish Sam. Tolerate the rest of Sam. Yeah. He has his I moments. I just don't love him as much as I love the other two. But which of the other? <laughs> you're a Dean girly. Mm-mm. No, you're, are you a cast girly? Yeah. Gender neutral? Me too, honestly. <laughs> yes. And I'm, but I'm also, I'm a cast coded cast girl. As. Oh my God. I've taken that little thing so many times and it always tells me I, tells me that I am a Dean-coded cast girl, or then it'll tell me that I'm a cast-coded Dean girl. So I just say that I'm a Dean-cast-coded cast-Dean girl. Nice. Nice. I, I'm i just very much relate to Cass. Um, yeah, I... <laughs> whatever that says about me, I'll let you be the judge of that. But 
Yeah, I was going to say me being a, like, casting girl just means that I'm autistic and I have daddy issues. And I know that. I'm okay with that. I yeah. made peace with that. Like, I'm waiting to get the, autis- the autism screening. Like, it's... <laughs> I mean, there are other things. It's not just that I can cast you out from Supernatural, but like, I'll watch an episode and be like, "Why is why is he me?" Like the scene of him in the brothel when Dean brings him to the brothel and he's like violently uncomfortable. I was watching that episode with my friend and she was like, "Why is this you?" I was like, "Well, that's because I'm asexual." But also, I would be that's I'm, the look of sheer panic on his face. I yeah. That is, that is, it's uh, free to be you and me. I think it's like episode three. I don't like that I know this also, just like in my head. I think it's episode three of season five. It is. But yeah, it is. I, it's also in my head. Sick. No, I love that. I, he's so cute in that one. Like cute, like not in like a infantilizing kind of way. Yeah. But cute in like a, I just want to shake him kind of way, you know? I have, oh, I can't believe I have not told you this. So I, when I was watching, I live reacted to my friend who had seen it all before. And she kept track of how many times I said that I wanted to put either Sam, Dean, or Cass in my pocket, and Jack when he got introduced. Um, and she kept track in a Google Doc. My final, and she, we didn't, she didn't start counting until the beginning of season two. So season one was not accounted for. And there were a few episodes I watched when I had COVID or I was violently depressed and I did not give pocket numbers for, but all the rest of the episodes, my final pocket count across about 14 seasons of the show for Sam, Dean, Cass, and Jack, 2057. <laughs> Stop. I'm um, so right for that, but like, I'll just watch the episode. Like, um, I think one of the ones that got the most ever was "What Is and What Should Never Be," in season two, the Jin episode. Yeah, I, I just kept being like, I want to put him in my pocket. Oh my god, I want to put them in my pocket. All, all of them, get in. Or like, yeah, there'll be see. moments like if one of the, I'm mad at one of them because they all have their moments where I'm like, I'm mad at you right now. I'll be like, you are banned mm-hmm. from my pocket for the remainder of this episode. <laughs> You're not allowed in there. Yeah, one of my favorite takes I see on Twitter is like, yeah, Jensen Ackles is six one, but Dean Winchester is five four. Hope yeah. this helps. Yeah, he is. Well, you <laughs> don't process how pocket. tall either he or Misha are because they're always next to Jared, and Jared's so tall in the show. Like I saw Jensen in person, and I was like, why is he tall? That's that doesn't that doesn't check out yeah that's how that's how i felt like about misha too i was like boy howdy you have to look up yeah i don't know if you've seen that picture where he's like the where i'm wearing the shirt it's like misha collins one and only arch nemesis he's pointing at it and looking up at it like i had to look up at him because um i i myself and dean winchester hide it as in five four so yeah i'm i'm five six so slightly less looking up but i have i just got my jpegs but it's really bad <gasps> quality but with the camera but i'm smaller and then we did um this is my favorite with ruth and rob we did a wizard of oz pose oh that's so cute going down the yellow brick road <laughs> and then like that's look how tall gotta put that man in my pocket like, un- i know that that's jensen but put him in my pocket yeah I'll, I'll he's pocket-sized your honor your honor, he is pocket sized. But um, it's weird. I yeah again, my, not in an infantilizing uh, way. In an I feel so bad that you have so much trauma and you need to go hang out in my pocket and do some therapy way. It's it's because I love you and I want you to be safe and protected, and I can do that in my pocket. Yeah. And it'll happen either in a moment where, like, he's being really carefree and I'm like, oh, I want you to go in my pocket and preserve this moment forever. Or mm-hmm. if he's, like, you know, crying because Sam died again. I'm like, oh, got to put you in my pocket. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was the again that got me. It was, because it happens so many times. They all yeah. die so many times. That's also, like, by the, like, the first time they die, I, like... The first time Sam died, I was an emotional wreck. The last time Sam died, I was like, he'll be back. It's whatever. There's, God, when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, there's a video of me, and I'm, like, sobbing over Supernatural. <laughs> and I'm like, this is, you know, I just want to see Sam and Dean hunting things, and then one of them gets killed, and then the other gets killed, and then they go to purgatory, and there's chaos, and, like, it's just, I am belligerent, right? utterly inconsolable i also remember crying about sherlock and fallout boy like it, i was 
it was 2014 when I got my wisdom teeth taken out. Okay. It tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. I was 12 in 2014. Oh. <laughs> As a senior in high school. <laughs> That's. My sister was. No. I don't remember. My sister was in high school. Junior, maybe. I don't remember. But. I graduated in 2015. My sister graduated in 2016. So. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I like also, that's the thing is I'm the youngest. And I, even though I'm like, I'm 20, my sister and her fiance are 24 and 27. So I like, am very also in the culture from like 2014, 2012 Tumblr. Because I, even though I wasn't specifically on it, my sister would be like, look at this Tumblr post. Of the golden years. I love Tumblr still. It's it's good. I'm really bad at using it. I'm really bad at using all social media. Um, at just like interacting with people because I I just like I read it and then I scroll. <laughs> I'm really bad at liking my stuff. Like, why well, didn't like my tweet? And I'm like, oh, I saw it. Sorry. I'm, yeah, I am am a little too good at social media. Dare <laughs> I say? Well, it's paid Thank off. So yeah, it's great. I love it. It's so good for everything. I'm not stressed ever at all. It's so fun being perceived by hundreds of thousands every day of your life. Oof. Okay. <laughs> so, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. And thank you so much, Berkeley, for being here. It's great to talk to you. Um, you can join us next week to talk about the differences between RPG-style video games and life simulators with my good friend Spencer. Um, you can follow me on social media at Tessa Chesh on Instagram at, at TessaCCats on Twitter. Um, Burke, do you want to plug any social media? Uh, yeah, I am Icarus Pendragon all over the internet. So that is Tumblr, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I don't think I use anything else. Um, but you can find me there talking about fandom, fanfic, and um, saying that I am in Misha Collins' walls. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys all next week. Bye.